Welcome to the Faith Dialogue Podcast with your host, Pastor Ken Baer. Are you ready to swim in the deep end of the Bible pool or climb to the top of Faith Mountain? If so, open the eyes that see, those ears that hear, and a heart that is receptive. Get your cup of coffee and your Bible as we begin. Hey friends, this is Pastor Ken Baer. We, today we have a, a treat for you, Pastor Hal Thornton will be teaching on Galatians chapter 3, The Law Brings a Curse. Okay, that tells us we're doing Galatians. The Law Brings a Curse. Your next slide, please. Here, you have this text before you. I shall read it, and you can follow as we go through the passage today. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the cursed, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But to that one, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. Why? For the just shall live by faith. Next slide, please. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, and that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith." May God add his blessings to the reading of this, his holy word. When I was younger, I went to Sunday school. I have a funny story that I tell about my first experience with Sunday school. Uh, every Sunday, the teacher of the Sunday school class for the little guys, of which I was one, she would bring a cupcake or cupcakes for those who might have had a birthday during the previous week. Well, somehow or another, during the previous week, didn't catch my attention. So I always raised my hand and had a birthday. And so finally, after a while, she looked at me. She says, you know, if you have a birthday in as many weeks as you've told us you've had, you're probably about 36 years old now. <laughs> I think it's for kids who've had a birthday this past week. Well, no, wasn't that gracious of that Sunday school teacher to provide a cupcakes for birthday kids, and so graciously to tell me, put that stinking hand of yours down. You're not a birthday kid. She didn't say that. She explained it to me as a little child needed it explained. I always remembered that because I thought it was a very kind thing to do. I went on into church life and w went to church with a buddy of mine uh, from uh, school days. Uh, he was... Uh, with his family at a church. It was a Pentecostal holiness church. I didn't know anything. I just thought it was Technicolor Church. All the church that I've been to before was rather dull and rather boring. The Pentecostals, they really ripped out in worship. They had fun in their worship time. It was in that context that I made my profession of faith at 13 years old and then continued in that church uh, through my adolescence through junior high and through high school. And it was a, 
a place of confusion for me because they added to the gospel so many lifestyle issues, so many prohibitions that didn't really make sense to me. They said, okay, if you're a Christian, you don't go to movies. I said, well, that's pretty interesting. You people watch the same movies in your home that you don't go to at the movie theater. That doesn't work for me. You see, a kid at 13 and so, he's sort of organizing his world from a concrete gotta be to maybe, well, what's going on here? You're comparing, you're developing an abstraction, a, a mind that can handle different thoughts abstractly, no longer just concrete stuff. And then they had this thing about prohibiting dancing. Well, that was really no problem for me because I was born with two left feet. So when they said you couldn't go dancing, I'd say, well, that's all right. But, you know, it's really funny because, like, I have two left feet, but I got good upper body rhythm. So when I go and check out at the main desk, I always visit with Tawana and say, Tawana, can you see? I got my groove on. I got my movement on. Just don't look at my feet. But anyway, no dancing. I couldn't figure that out because I couldn't figure out what was so harmful and distasteful about dancing that offended God. After all, didn't David dance before the Lord? Ooh, confusion, confusion. And then there was this thing about card playing. You couldn't play cards, okay? And I couldn't figure out, well, what's wrong with playing rummy? 52 cards in which you play this matching game with your buds. You know, you don't, you don't spend any money. You probably waste a little bit of time playing rummy. But what's the problem? What's the problem with card playing? They had other rules too that were just, just confusing to me as I sorted them out and figured out, well, what's, why is God offended with that? What's his problem? I, I couldn't quite figure that out. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, and so I continue with that. And in our passage today, we begin to find out that the, Gal the Galatians were equally confused. They had come to Christ through the preaching of the Apostle Paul. He had preached to them the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. He is the one who had died on the tree, as it were. He is the one who bore the sins of the world. He is the one who did that. Now, this was the work that Jesus did. This was what brought to the church at Galatia the full and complete power of the Holy Spirit. They were forgiven and set free to live a life that was different. And in this life that was different had come into their life the confusion of the Jews from Jerusalem who were somehow somewhat convinced of Jesus's effective sacrifice, but to them, it just simply wasn't enough. If you're really going to be a part of the accepted community of God, then you have to deal with the law of God. You have to keep the law. Now, what Paul is bringing to the Galatians is a deeper understanding of what that demand actually means, because the demand actually means that if you are going to live under the law and fulfill all those requirements, you have to do all 
of the law. You have to complete all of the commandments. You have to live under all the commandments. And when you fail in keeping them, you find yourself, as Paul says, you're under the curse. You're under the curse of God. Now, what does that actually mean? It means that you don't enter into any thoughts of God with peace. You don't enter any thoughts of God with comfort. You don't enter into anything that's related to the love, grace, and mercy of God without having troubles. That's what it means to live under the curse. And that's what Paul was referring to when he talked to the Galatians about the curse of the law. Now, the law was accomplished by human obedience. You did it by your own strength, and you kept them by your own strength, and therein lied the difficulty, or lay the difficulty. You simply were not able to keep all of the law. Hence, there was the coming of Christ that completed and fulfilled the law. It said in Scripture that he bore our sins on the cross. Now, in the passage, that reference to the tree uh, is a reference to how it was that in the days of the Old Testament, people were executed. And Roman execution was an awful, terrible thing. And it was just a, a vile and despicable thing to see on the cross after the person was dead. That person, so the text said that cursed is anyone who hangs from the tree. Now, Jesus was removed from that tree and he was buried at sundown, but he still bore the curse of the cross. Do you remember what he said while he was on the cross that's recorded in the Gospels? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that is the curse the forsakenness of God. That is what Jesus experienced on that cross for our sins. He died so that we could live. He who knew no sin became sin so that we who were sinners might live sinless, might live in the full and complete forgiveness of God. That is what Jesus accomplished on the cross. That is what brings to the Galatians the blessings of God. All that they knew in their life that brought to them trouble and discomfort and disease in relation to who God is in their life was set aside in the full and complete and confident preaching of the gospel. And in that comes the blessing of God. The curse of God falls upon those who seek to find themselves right before God by their own efforts. They rely upon their completing of the law. What's really interesting in this demand that came to the Christians in Galatia from the Judaizers, those persons who wanted to make the Christian faith a part of the Jewish community, was the uh, command uh, that they experience circumcision as males, uh, that they maintain kosher or they maintain the food regulations, and also that they honor the Sabbath. Now, those were the three emphases that came from the Judaizers' thoughts. However, what's interesting, don't you know, is what the Mosaic Code included, which were a great many more laws. And what does 
the scriptures say? He who leads and does not complete all of the law lives under the curse. So even that which had been brought to them, which they were told would bring them into the fullness of the Jewish community as Jewish believers, but the keeping of the law, even that didn't work as Paul would teach them that the requirement is that all of the law be fulfilled. Paul's words to them were words that they had received life. They had heard the gospel. They had received the gospel. They had received the power of the Holy Spirit into their lives. In the latter part of the book of Galatians, Paul talks about the works of the flesh. Not very pretty. But then he talks about the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, self-control. This is what they were led to in their belief of Christ. Their relationships were unalterably and completely changed. They were people who lived to the praise of God in their worship before God and in also their relationship with others. This is how they were called to live. And the question before them, the choice before them was, will you abandon the gospel or will you become a gospel plus person? Now, years ago, I discovered this wonderful phenomena called the expanded waistline in men's pants. A 42 could very equally and very easily become a 43. Hard if you, to need a, if you really do need a 44. But if you just want a little squishy room, you just get those expanded waistline pants. And it's sort of like pants plus. Well, what? the Galatians were confronted with was the gospel plus the law. And Paul said, it doesn't work that way. You do not add anything to that which is completed by God in Jesus on the cross. I read years ago about this experience of cave exploring. People would go into dark, dark caves and begin to explore these paths, these cracks and these crevices. And the wise ones, the ones who were really smart, who knew how deep and twisty the cave was, they would wrap around their ankle a rope. And then they would attach the rope to the mouth of the cave. And as they explored, they went through these various paths right left, might have crawled a little bit, into pitch darkness. It really was a dark world. And whatever little bit of illumination they had would have not been sufficient to really light their way. How did they get out? They relied upon that rope around their ankle. And so wherever they had gone into the depths of that cave, they then retraced their steps, pulling on that rope around their ankle, which then took them to the entrance. In the early days of cave exploring, eventually there were found in those caves the carcasses, the remains, the bones, if you were, of those persons who had gotten totally lost, hence the rope around your ankle. Now Paul's question to the Galatians was this. You've come into life. 
You've come into peace with God. You've come into the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Why would you cut the cord of safety? Why would you set yourself into a dangerous death direction? Why would you do that? And of course, his insistence would be, you would not. You would not leave the gospel of Christ and have a gospel plus mindset. Because in so doing, what you've really said within the depth of your heart is that the gospel of Christ is not enough. Why would you cut the cord of life and accept the possibility, the reality of the curse of God when you can live in the blessing of God? That is the challenge that Paul put before the church at Galatia. And it's actually a challenge that goes down through the ages for Christian believers, even in this day. We find ourselves with the challenge of receiving and believing the gospel of Jesus Christ without any additions. It's never gospel plus. May God give us grace in these days to be those people of faith who rely upon the finished work of Jesus and bring within our heart every day that wonderful hymn, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. You've been listening to Faith Dialogue with Pastor Ken Baer, recorded live at Celebrate Seniors, a ministry of faith dialogue. You can listen to or watch all of the recordings at Faith Dialogue by going to www.faithdialogue.org.